Do you ever get really drowsy from just one aspirin? Mm. <laughs> Usually it takes me at least two. I think you are going through something right now. <laughs> I'm going through the life change. No, but you know what? I have been feeling a bit drowsy today. Um, and I didn't actually take anything. So maybe you just, you don't need drugs to feel drowsy. Yeah. <laughs> just body work. Yeah, your body is just. But uh, it was. That was the thing. So I'll tell you what I did. I went to um, church area in the morning. You went to church? The church area, yeah, church I street. <laughs> I went to church last night, um, which I never do. Um, but today I went to church area, went to get my my monthly facial, mm-hmm. which was really nice. And that's when I noticed, oh yeah, I'm breaking out. It's probably because of blah 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 blah. Yeah. But I didn't have any other symptoms. Then I'm going to the grocery store. I went to Rainbow, which I haven't been to in years, like at least, you know, eight years. Yeah. Maybe around the time I started here. That was the last time I went there. Whoa, yeah. Walked around. I was like a kid in the candy store, finding things left and right that I've been looking for. Um, Then I kind of started to feel lightheaded in there, and I was thinking, oh, like I didn't drink enough water yesterday, like... Just have to make sure I drink some when I get home. And then as soon as I, I get home, I'm like, wow, I'm really starting to feel it. But I didn't take aspirin. I'm like, I'm just going to drink water and go to the gym yeah. and I'll be fine. And then I could kind of feel it like, ugh, ugh. Then I'm thinking, oh, fuck, now it's my jaw. I'm having, I'm having a spasm. A flare up. I'm having a flare-up. It's happening. But then I t- do take aspirin when I get home. And I'm eating something and I'm drinking more water, sl- slowly starts to go away. So I'm thinking, okay, it can't be flare up. Mm-hmm. But I feel really bloated right now. Let's, <laughs> let's put one and two and three together, people. X, Y, C. Don't ever be a woman. <laughs> if you can be born with the penis, please. Ugh. Please pick that one. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I don't know for me. I think it was uh I woke up with a slight headache and then I was like I told Ryan, my boyfriend, I was like, "Okay, we're just going to go to this restaurant and I they have food I can eat there and um we're just going to and then as soon as the re- the reason I did it is because I knew that I needed a coffee ASAP and we didn't have we don't have time to make coffee. Like it just takes so long because we use like a French press or whatever, and we're just like whatever. Nobody has got has to got time for that today. <laughs> so we went. Oh, wait, uh, you don't have an automatic? Like a we drip do, coffee? but oh. um, since Ryan has moved in, we kind of did away with it because. You know, my roommates are not the best at cleaning stuff. Oh, yeah, that's true. They don't really have time to do French press, so Ryan does have time, so he has been using the French press. Or sometimes he'll do the drip, uh, you know, the the ones that do at the cafes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Somebody told me, I think my mom does it, and she said it actually tastes better that way. Yeah, it's super concentrated, so you have to... I was thinking about trying it. They had some... It's cheap. It's cheap. It's a cheap... uh, Yeah, it's a cheap plastic, or you can even buy ones that are made of ceramic. That's what he has. And yeah, they're really uh, really cool. It takes a little more time. French press also takes a little more time. Everything has to seep and like take its time and do its chemistry or whatever. And and it's delicious. Yeah, just kidding. Sometimes I do. Yeah. (laughs) I make time. You make time. Yeah. 
So, but but I just didn't have time today. I was like, I have a slight headache, and it's gonna get worse if I don't have caffeine. I mean, there we soon. go. So we went to the this cafe that's been really hopping ever since it opened up, and um, had pretty I heard pretty good stuff about you know about it. And we went, and um, it was so good. It was delicious. It was kind of a splurge, not gonna lie, because I I did add a lot of stuff to my salad because I was just like. Am I gonna eat till like later? So whatever. Um, put avocado. I'll pay the five dollars extra or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. It wasn't that much, but I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like yeah. I just want chicken. I want avocado in my salad. Like do it. Do it. Um, yeah, and it was really good. And I swear, before the lady even came back to take our order, my cup was empty of coffee. It was just like I wow. <laughs> fucking like shot it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was like the same thing. Like it just felt weird, and I felt off and then i bled i started bleeding like a lady does and um and i was like oh okay that makes sense but but it really doesn't because sometimes it's not like that why is it happening after for me it's after it's after but i think it's because of the if you're on birth a birth control um method where you're taking the pill and you miss it like even yeah. if it's a few hours yeah like maybe half a day yeah then your body is just like no yeah no no fuck you bitch yeah you fucking you fucked up you fucked up there's you know forgiveness yeah but maybe not there's no room for a mistake <laughs> but that's i mean from one two and three that's that's what i can can yeah, aggregate we can gather that's what you're gonna blame it on that's what i'm gonna blame it on yeah and i'm just glad that it's not anything else because guess what this girl's gonna sleep like a baby tonight yeah <laughs> <laughs> i hope i do too i drink a lot of coffee and then after we went to get a latte oh, <laughs> from this other spot uh, yeah and they do like really cool like latte art and i was like it's oh. so worth paying four dollars for this yeah. shit like it's so um but you know what? I think it it paid off because when I we got home, I was like, we're gonna clean up. Like we we were gone last week for Thanksgiving holiday, mm-hmm. and ever since I got back, I've been really busy because you know quarter end and uh, not quarter end month month end, and uh, you know just stuff with work and and all that and um, trying to get back into the groove of things kind of takes a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, we haven't really been paying attention to our house. Like we kind of just let, let our room go a little bit and you can't do that when you have pets, especially you're just like, you have to keep up with it. So today yeah. was a good day to do that. Cause we were caffeinated and <laughs> ready to go. we were ready to go. Um, and, um, yeah, we just did some rearranging. We bought like a little $10 Christmas tree from CBS Aww. and, trying to hoping and praying that the cat doesn't knock it over <laughs> yeah well she likes like baby. rubbing she likes rubbing her cheeks against the branches and I then this baby i know and it's then it's been like a year right yeah you need Aww. to come over i know what you're coming it? over for your uh race right for my race aren't you doing a race Oh, the race, yeah. Sorry, I, I was saying like, that race? wrong. Race, race, race. I can't hear the difference. God willing. Um, but yeah, she likes brushing her sh- her cheeks on the branches. Baby. And then when she likes the feeling of something, she licks it. Mm-hmm. So she's been like licking the tree, but because cats have a little like sp- spiky tongue. Yeah. Oh, you mean like shaped like a diamond? Or well, something? I don't know if you've ever been licked by a cat, but it hurts. Because they're like, they have like little, I don't know what really? spikes or I don't know if they're spikes or they're just, it's a textured tongue. Oh, weird. No, I just had one scratch me. <laughs> Stupid bitch. And you were like, that's enough. Guess who's dead now? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. 
<laughs> well, she is. So. Yeah, we should we should be a comic show. Um, <laughs> we're better than those fuckers. Um, it's true. We should. <laughs> we've heard some really bad comedy here, but we've also I think I've heard some good ones. Yeah, we've heard some good ones. I, I, just um, I know that it's all it comes out of love. I filled in that one time. This is when I wasn't working. I came in. Oh yeah, there was there was some good ones, but they're honestly they're mostly female. The that good could ones? just be yeah. That could just be because they're brutal. They're brutal. Yeah. And they don't hold back. Yeah. It's not just like dick and vagina jokes either, yeah. I think. So maybe. <laughs> I mean, not to, you know, <laughs> not to knock those. but Not to brag. There's only so many you can tell that we haven't heard before. Um, yeah, so she, like, has textured tongue and, like, it, like, sticks to the branches and she, like, almost knocks the shit over. So oh, we're kind of trying to see if how long it'll last um up there without us being home and watching her but whatever it's only ten dollars i hope they still have um i was gonna get like a wreath from i have no idea where i put it Joe's. and got they one. oh you did mm-hmm. does it make your apartment smell nice well you put it outside oh yeah i guess i could put it on my on my door yeah. but i kind of wanted it in I can yeah. make room on the. I took some post. I put in some new posters. Okay. You should come to my place one of these days. I should. And then we can I open will. one of the bottles of wine and celebrate. Okay. Um, <laughs> when I can have wine. When you can have wine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I actually have room for that kind of stuff. But I just I like the smell of Christmas. I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't need the whole tree, but. Yeah. Some the pine. Some. Yes. Mold wine. There's something about like the scent of you know being outdoors. Yeah. Like I really got my fill when I went to Tahoe. I was like, wow, like I've been missing out on this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's definitely. Um, we bought like these candles from Trader Joe's, I think, or I don't even know um, where we got them. There's one that smells like uh, I forgot. It's like. Cider? C- cedar? Cider. Cedar? Cedar, maybe? No, it's, it's cider. It's apple cider, oh, isn't it? Oh, cider. Both of them. Yeah. And Ooh, it's... together. Yeah. <laughs> no, we I, we did buy the cedar one, too. But it's it smells too clean. Like, that one's, like, linen and cedar. And, like, we got like, one that is just, like, apple cider. Oh, it smells so good. That sounds really good. We had it on the other night when I came home and I was like it smells like Christmas <laughs> the smell of and that's uh, kind of and another thing is when we go to the Dickens Fair which we hadn't been to in a couple of years but when you walk in to the Cow Palace immediately you're like okay I'm in London okay it's <laughs> no. the 1800s yeah. okay it's Christmas because yeah. it smells that way yeah um, I've never been I want to go these days before yeah Maybe, um, I mean, there's still time to go the yeah. month of December. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I usually go like once and that's, you're good. But I think there's people who like, that's like a hobby for them. Yeah. They dress up and everything. They go it's there. like going to the, um, Renaissance Fair? Renaissance Fair. I've never been to that. Do they have one in San Francisco or is it like, I don't know. You've been to one, East right? Bay North, oh, North Bay. Yeah. That would be fun. Maybe we can go to I know that. this one in San Jose too. Um, that's pretty big. Because remember, remember that I band we had it. here? Uh, and we were good friends with them, and then we had the karaoke thing, and then they, like, the ooze. The ooze. I was like, and it's just an O. I forget oh, that so chick's name, but she was, like, dating one of Me- the guys. Melody? Yes. Melody. 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 Not Melody, but the other one, Amanda. Mm. She 
for a I while I, I was following her on Facebook, and I think she was doing like professional renaissance. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, but she moved back to San Jose because I, I think she broke up with the oh, okay. with the guitarist or bassist or yeah, whatever I he was. To them in so long. I know. I feel like Melody messaged me like in the past year. She texted me, and I was like, "Hey, who is this?" Because I wasn't. I didn't really know who it was. I think it was her. And then she didn't respond. <laughs> what did she ask you? She was like, hey, we should hang out. But it was like, I didn't have her number in my phone anymore. Yeah. Like, so I'm not sure if it was her, but uh-huh. something made me, maybe my phone was like, maybe this is her. Melody, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I love when my phone does that. That's so random. Have you, do you ever get a phone call and it's like, maybe, uh, wait, am I on? Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe scan. <laughs> Or it's a scan, scam maybe. Sorry. Yeah, I had that like once or twice. My uh, my phone does that. I wish I would do that more often, but it's because I enter into all those giveaways through like SF Station and Broadcast Steward and Do the Bay. So I figure, oh, somebody's gonna get my number. Yeah, and sure enough. And I'm like, stop bugging me. (laughs) I want the free stuff. Oh, another thing that happened. I got a car. Oh, you did. I did. Nice. I had to. It's just like the realization of like the sheer like amount of money that you have to spend to upkeep the car. Yeah. But I think it'll be worth it, especially with uh, me wanting to go back home um, more often without actually committing to buying tickets and like not maybe not making it. Yeah. So um, we we got a garage for it, and that way you don't have to worry about street parking and everything. Um, it's nice. It's nice to have like some sort of freedom and like if I need to leave the city, like I can just fucking like pack up and leave. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for, for the day, not like leave forever. Yeah. But if I, you know, my dad's been getting sick pretty often and no. stuff like that. So I figure if I have a car, it'd be a whole lot easier to just be like, do this. I need to go. You know? Um, so yeah, it, it's uh, only been, not even a week. So we'll see <laughs> where do you do you park it on your street no i bought i bought i rented a garage smart yeah i just i knew that i didn't want to worry about moving it and i didn't want to worry about getting it you know broken into or oh, yeah. any of that good stuff mm-hmm. city living type of situation so i just uh we rented a, a garage kind of far it's like on 25th it's walking oh, distance, but it's bad. it's not too bad. But we had a few leads on 19th, but it, it was such a weird spot to get into. Like, we saw it. We went to see it, and we were like, how the fuck do I fit in there? Yeah. <laughs> and um, then we had another lead. And actually, I haven't told them, but I got a call back from, from a real estate company for that spot. And it's like, two. it was on 21st. Mm-hmm. But they took forever to call me back and i needed to get the car because we, we were down there for for uh thanksgiving they actually called me back on monday and i was like sorry i already signed a lease to another spot sorry and, and i told him i was like you guys call me too late but whatever <laughs> whatever you it is what it is yeah i got my wheels nice i have a story about rock and roll kills brain cells yes <laughs> Because I don't have enough left. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Does rock and roll kill brain cells? We put the cardigans Nina person to the test. And this is on uh, theenemy.com. Um, interesting. Okay. Might be a few questions, but I'll try and keep it short. In the My Favorite Game video, what contest does the radio DJ announce is happening? Oh, I don't know this one, actually. Wrong. The local state fair is holding a pig wing competition. 
disbelieving, really, for the record, that isn't to do with memory loss. It's not knowing it in the first place. That shoot was humongous with a huge budget with stunt people, car crashes, explosions, uh, helicopters, and all that crazy Hollywood stuff. We were shooting in the Mojave Desert, which was so hot, people were feeding me hydration tablets. Ooh. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. Working with Jonas Ackerland, we knew it would be controversial. We did four different endings with various degrees of violence, but finally we got banned in Europe because I wasn't wearing a seatbelt. I was decapitated in some versions. <laughs> In others, Whoa. I was knocked over and dying, but that's what really offended people. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. Oh, yeah, I have. That's where she's in the car. I've seen that one. Um, number two, name the four Black Sabbath Ozzy Osbourne tunes you've covered. Actually, we've done three. Iron Man, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, and Mr. Crowley. And Changes. Oh, so it is four. <laughs> You're right. Damn. I don't know how you would rate my answer. Correctish. Half a point. <laughs> Ozzy sent us flowers and came to one of our shows in LA in the 90s and brought his whole family, Kelly, Jack, and Sharon, backstage I as guests. I forgot about the other daughter. It starts with an A. Amy? Amy. Something like that. Um, they showed her like once, but I feel like it was like a... They were like looking back on the show like it was after the fact. Oh. I was like, that's interesting. Um, he was into it. He said, our cover was the creepiest thing he ever heard. High praise from him. Mm. What's been the Aussiest uh, thing you've done? When I was recording the Gran Turismo record, we were in a house in the countryside, and I sat in my own room in the attic recording vocals, and I found a dead bat, and I kept it and put it up in front of my desk while I was working. I'd sing to it. I didn't bite the head off of it, sadly. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> okay, I'll read one more. Um, when you appeared on Beverly Hills 90210, which character hosted the graduation party you played Love Fool and been it at? Wow, that's weird. Um, oh, it was Kelly's dad. Correct, it was Bill Taylor. It was in its prime, and the episode's director was 90s heartthrob Jason Priestley, mm. who played Brandon. At the time, we thought were too cool for 90210 but when we were there we couldn't help but be super amazed and starstruck thinking it was really fun what else do you think you were too cool for one thing i regret we were fucking idiots <laughs> was we turned down a request to submit a song for a james bond movie that would have been good but didn't radiohead like they were supposed to be on specter and then yeah i guess out? um bullshit what's his name uh fucking Johnny Greenwood? No. No. Something Smith. Sam Smith. Sam Smith. Got picked and his wasn't as good or whatever. But Interesting. They still release their Spectrum song. Yeah, I remember listening to it. Um, I did watch uh, Phantom Thread. Oh, you did? Which, <clears throat> I mean, it's not terrible. It's a very slow-paced film, I'm going to say. But I know Johnny Greenwood did the soundtrack for it, I think. Yeah. I actually don't really like 007. Or really? like any other movies. I had to because my parents love it. Really? So I just watched it. I just so not I really an action type of girl. Like I don't really like action movies that much. I think they're boring. <laughs> but that's just me. I think now that I'm older and I think this was in no, it was in some of the other films. The films were I guess really kind of progressive for women. So there's I forgot which ones they were. I think it was the not the six the ones with Sean Connery, but the ones with 
Roger Moore had women that would like be ninjas and like fight him and mm. try to like, you know, get one one over on him. So in yeah. that way, they were trying to be a bit more like okay. on equal footing. Yeah. So I feel like that part I can agree with. Yeah. But some of the other stuff is like actually really sexist. And yeah. I mean, I think the only like action movie that I can see that was really good in, and even because I had a, a lead female was um, Adam Max, the new one. Oh yeah, I really like that one. Mm-hmm. And even the old ones are Fury Road. Um, uh, Fury Road is good, and then Fury, Fury Road is the one I'm talking about. But also, uh, Road Warrior had a few like you know w- like women who were in that compound. They were like trying to defend, and they were just like fighting with the men, you know, as equals. I think that was pretty cool. Too. I like is that the one with Tina? Or is that a different one? <laughs> That's Thunder uh, oh Thunderdome. <laughs> so bad. You performed that song. Oh, it was you did. So unreal. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> It wasn't the greatest one, but it was pretty good too. Uh, Tina was pretty great on it, but um, I think Road Warrior is probably my favorite. Uh, did I see that one? I think I've seen them all. I have to watch it again. Yeah, that's is the it- one with the little girl. She's kind of like, she's kind of, she looks kind of like like animalist. Like she has like animal like type of features, <laughs> but she's like a the future. Yeah, right around the corner, guys. That's the gas one where they're out of petrol. Petrol, petrol. And they're like killing themselves for gas. Interesting. It's like worth more than like gold, basically. So it is kind of like now. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not far off, people. No. No, the, the, we're totally going on a tangent, but the fire made me want to watch Fern Gully, which is actually probably my favorite animated movie, and I'm not making it up. I really, I haven't seen it. Is it good? I know I need to watch it. And I think I think watching it made me like want to like recycle everything. Oh, really? And I was the only one in my household that did it. Recycled. And it was started when I was a kid. So I think it was around the time I watched the film and I was like I need I to save the forest. Really, I was really scared of yeah. the Tim Curry's character. He plays like the the oil, like the coal, that stuff. That really fucking scared the shit out of me. Yeah. But now I'm really fucking scared again. So Yeah. <laughs> Nothing ever changes. <laughs> it's just it's the same thing, but now it's like you, you know more natural disasters are happening so you have to wonder like maybe there is you know it's not really a story it's actually based on what's actually what's actually happening, happening. but yes definitely worth watching um are they making a new mad max film <laughs> Um, I think it was supposed to be shooting the second one I know I'm not sure but I know that for some reason um I forget his name the actor Daniel Craig. No. Mad Max? Oh, sorry. I'm getting confused. He's... Oh, fuck. I forget his name. He's British. Not Mel Gibson, right? No. The new one. The new one. And whatever. Him and uh, Charlize Theron. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Um, Yeah. Gorgeous. But apparently they don't get along, so I don't know if they're... Really? Yeah. Ooh, I would find ways to get along with them. I'm just telling you. (laughs) Pretty sure Charlize Theron's like whatever. I know she she, don't she can need get him. any man she wants. That's interesting. Yeah. So can she just appreciate a man for being a man? Just appreciate for his body instead of his brains. Just, just, just don't. Just put it. On I mean, men, men have been doing that. For I know. I know. Uh, I'd Maybe he doesn't it. have any brains, and so that's oh, why God. she's like whatever. probably not. But he's in that other. Sh- uh, he's in. A TV show that I that I like, 
that one that's filmed in uh, Birmingham. Oh, Peaky Blinders. Or Peaky Blinders. Is he going to be good. knighted? I heard. I think. On yes. The, yeah, he he's going to. It okay. was recent. It was like a week ago. I heard that, and I was like, "Really? All right." Good. <laughs> Queen's for you. desperate for some celebrities up Good her. for you. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Good for you, Tom Hardy. Good for you. You're important. Yeah. <laughs> um. Did you know he wanted to be a rapper when he was growing up? Really? Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to be the next Eminem. <laughs> I didn't know that. He has a rapper name, though. I'll totally be like, oh, yeah, you listen to Tom Hardy? I like his own draft last week. It was pretty good. Um, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> his last name? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Fast Spender. Oh, um, it's too good to be true. <laughs> wait, are you done with your story? <laughs> I don't even know yeah, where I'm we done. left. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Poppy, <laughs> Poppy, the really weird character from YouTube, calls out Grimes for bullying. Oh, is she the one? She kind of looks like anime. Yeah, I like her. The one wearing the mask. Yeah, I she, like her, her videos are really weird. Like they I have, haven't seen her videos, but I should. saw like her Instagram, and I was like, holy shit! She's like, hi. I'm Poppy. Like she talks like that, and it's just like goes into that tangent, and I'm like, yeah. whoa. Uh, last month, Poppy released her second album, "Am I a Girl." Featuring the Grimes collaboration, Play Destroy. Now, in a new interview with Cat Bean for Billboard, Poppy has accused Grimes and her team of delaying the song's release. Quoting, I was kind of bullied into submission by Grimes and her team of self-proclaimed feminists, Poppy said. She continued, we planned the song coming out months ago and she was preventing it. I got to watch her bully songwriters into signing NDA and not taking credit for his songs that were uh, they were a part of. She doesn't practice what she preaches, and it's really upsetting to work with a female that is very outward about a topic, but then behind closed doors, it's completely it's completely the opposite. It's actually very dis- discerning, and to people uh, to people that actually are feminists and supporters of other females. You can read the full interview at Billboard. Pitchfork has contacted Poppy and Grimes' prospective representatives. And that was the end of the story. Short and sweet. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think Grimes... I was a huge fan. I mean, I'm still a fan of hers, but I don't know if she's changed a lot. And, like, her music's changed a lot, too. It's not just her. And, like, she's dating Elon Musk now. And, like, not dating... I thought they broke up. Yeah, they're back together. And, like, there was, like... They went to like a haunted house with his kids, and it was like the most bizarre like video, like picture you've ever seen, paparazzo picture you've ever seen. Um, I don't know, man. Like I want. I mean, I, I I hate to hate her, and I don't want to because I loved her growing up, and now I'm like, who yeah. are you? Uh, but it happens. Yeah, it happens. Maybe I she's know. just as confused as we are. <laughs> Probably. How old is she again? She's my age. She's uh, 20. Uh, she's born in 1989, so she, yeah, she's 29. Oh, okay. Well, she's still got time to figure it out. Yeah. Life is just beginning. <laughs> All right. Well, I have. T- I think I have two interviews today. Okay. Um, this interview I did back in March. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, but, yeah, I got to go backstage at um, the Regency Ballroom back in March, and um, I had the opportunity to interview Paul Humphreys, who's one of the founding members of Orchestral Benuvas in the Dark. Mm-hmm. And we were in one of the, it's like an old uh, music hall theater. So there's like, it's like a labyrinth of rooms backstage. And we just happened to go into one that was kind of like a lot smaller than this 
and like we're sitting across from each other and I was like, wow, okay. I'm <laughs> pitch yourself. I'm I'm being a I'm professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it was it was a, a fun opportunity because I don't normally have the chance to do something like that. So I'm really appreciative um, that they're you know they they've uh, been so open to doing interviews with me over the past couple years since they've reformed and been putting out new material um i think they're coming back i'm pretty sure they're coming back next year they've been coming like at least once or twice a year so um if you haven't had a chance to catch them yet i definitely go see them and um let's go ahead and take a listen to the interview all right, so I'm here with Paul Humphreys from OMD. How, how are you doing today? Doing very, very well. We had a nice day off here in San Francisco yesterday, which was a rare day off, and the weather was beautiful. Yes, so, you uh, brought, funnily enough, you brought great weather. I know. I know. I was down at, uh, my girlfriend flew in from London, so we went down to Pier 39 and had some nice seafood, and it was really nice. Fantastic. And I saw you guys were on the bridge, so that's, you know, you yep. got that in. And <laughs> yep. so how has the tour been so far? The tour has been amazing, actually. It's been amazing. We seem to be selling out everywhere we go at the moment, in the in Europe as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think we're doing something right. I'm not quite sure what it is. And, <laughs> and also, what's been interesting is um, is that as we get older, our audience seems to get younger. Interesting. Just, uh, not quite sure why that's happening either. It could be something to do with you know the digital revolution, really. I mean, I think there's a lot of young people who you know uh, follow the algorithms if you like this you might like that and maybe they're discovering this that way there's a lot of um, younger bands who are citing us as, as an influence so perhaps their audience are checking us out I'm not quite sure also Pretty in Pink the movie seems to be a cult classic and I think a younger generation have taken to it as well so maybe I think it's all those things accumulated but definitely a lot more people are coming to a lot more younger people are coming to see us absolutely and definitely in the Bay Area with the whole right I guess you could say the West Coast even the whole DIY kind of scene and yeah you guys were kind of at the forefront of that back in the mid to late 70s yeah we were I mean we didn't have the support of a major label in those days mm-hmm. so it was tricky uh, so we were just relying on college radio really to and they were playing things like electricity and all the gay and stuff like that yeah but um, but that sort of built our sort of um, core fan base I think definitely that stuck with us and how would you say the new album compares to you know what people have heard in the past what different um, differentiates I think I mean it's hard to say. I mean, the, I mean, the reviews have been amazing. It's sold incredibly well, particularly in Europe. It's sold really, really well. Um, I think, you know, what we've tried to do, I mean, it's not really for us to say, but what we've tried to do is, is be true to our roots mm-hmm. with the album. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but also try to bring it into the now with using a lot of modern uh, production techniques mm-hmm. and sounds and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, but, but keep to our... Our, our sort of principles really and our roots and what's interesting is that Andy and I you know as, as the songwriters we um, we're kind of like kids again because because there's there's no real commercial pressures you know we don't we're not doing this for the money Great. we're doing this because we don't need the money we're doing this for the fun the love of being an OMD mm-hmm. and we're all great friends mm-hmm. you know we all love each other's company yeah uh, I mean Andy and I we've been friends since we were seven years old wow 
so we go an awful long way back <laughs> brothers even <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. we kind of are we fight like brothers as well. <laughs> no not really I mean we, we get on great actually we, we've had our moments in the past I'm sure of it but, uh, but these days we just love each other's company and we love writing songs together and it's almost like um, when we did this new album it was like um, it, it was like we were kids again in my mum's my back room Really, I mean, we didn't write this in my mum's back room, but that's a where we like started. <laughs> it was kind of a room like this, yeah. But it was like you know, there was no commercial pressures. We mm. just did it for the art of it. You know, we we never had any pretense or any any ideas of of being famous or being successful mm-hmm. when we started out. It was all about music as our art, and hopefully people will connect with it. But you know, but maybe they won't, but maybe they will. But it's all about our expression and and uh, our, our sort of ideas trying to translate our ideas into music and hopefully people like it and, and with, with um, Punishment Luxury people seem to be loving it so absolutely I loved hearing the songs live and I'm sure they're going to be better now than they they'll were they'll be better now year. and we're playing more of them because <laughs> we've rehearsed them so uh. great and what was the first album that you bought that inspired you to get into music or Discovering Craftwork was uh was really for me and for Andy really mm-hmm. um, was a pivotal moment I mean when I heard Autobahn by Kraftwerk on the radio mm-hmm. in about 1974 I was only 14 but really it was the first day of the rest of my life <laughs> it really was it was, uh, <laughs> it was like that is what I want to do yeah. That is, sounds like the future to me, because <laughs> I was into kind of sci-fi and all of these kind of things. So, so for for me, it was the music of the future. Right. So, um, so that's what I wanted to do, and uh, and so Kraftwerk and all the other German bands led the way for us. There was, you know, Kraftwerk, there was Neu, La Dusseldorf, Can, all of those bands coming out of Germany. So we were basically just listening to German music and a little bit of David Bowie, Roxy Music, mm. uh, Velvet Underground. Mm. That was kind of it. That was all we were listening to. It's all that we needed, really. Yeah, it's all that we needed to become a band. And, and you know, what's, what was, because, because our musical taste was so narrow, I think that focused us into the type of music we were playing. I think if, we were, um, if our music tastes were really quite diverse, it would have kind of polluted what we were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we were very focused on this is the way forward. The, you can only write songs like this. You can only use these kind of sounds. And it was very blinkered in a way, but it, it formulated the OMD sound, I think. What kind of music are you listening to now? Are there any bands that you think are important that we should listen to? Um, hard to say, really. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, we're always switched on and listening to, listening to stuff. I mean, it's, it's discovering things. I rely on my friends now because I'm so busy. I rely on my friends to discover things and send me links. Mm-hmm. But... Um, what was interesting about this album was that there's, um, we discovered a new electronic movement called glitch hmm. music, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of it is really terrible because it's uh, <laughs> it, <coughs> basically it's it's making music out of out of sounds that you would normally throw away. Uh-huh. It's uh, mm. like the clicks and the pops and bits of distortion and stuff, things that you wouldn't normally associate with music, and trying to make music with them, and. Um, and there's, but then we discovered a, another German artist called Atom TM, like huh. trademark, uh-huh. Atom t- uh-huh. trademark. And um, he's, an, he's a German artist, but he did. He was the first person who was doing glitch in a, in a very beautiful melodic way. Mm-hmm. So all the sounds were kind of dysfunctional and fractured and everything. Mm-hmm. But but the core of the song was was really good and it really worked. So um, and there's a song on the album as we open, so we close. 
mm-hmm. which was our version of Glitch, uh, inspired by Atom TM. So, uh, <laughs> but I like how you turned that into a positive. You were somehow, as terrible as it was, you were still inspired by it. Yeah, we're inspired by lots of things. But I, I think ultimately our, our main influence now is, our, is ourselves and our history. You know, we, what was interesting doing this album as well was that um, a year and a half, two years ago, mm-hmm. we, uh, we did a special show at um, the Albert Hall in London. Mm-hmm. And we played only the songs from Dazzle Ships and the songs from Architecture and Morality, mm-hmm. plus the B-sides. That's all we played. Wow. So the entire album, both the albums together. <laughs> and, um, and what was interesting was that there was so many, many of those songs we hadn't played live before. Interesting. So, in putting those together, mm-hmm. we really because we had to find all the sounds and reconstruct them to play live. Mm-hmm. And what we realised was that um, we were so simple. Some of those songs they had only like eight, seven or eight elements to them, and that was it. And so we kind of took that on board with the Punishment to Luxury album, and just decided less is more. And uh, and so we kind of start, you know, the way Andy and I write, we throw the kitchen sink at a song, but then start deleting things because <laughs> because what happens is mm. when you when you throw an idea on a song, mm-hmm. it might lead you to another idea, but so you start to kind of delete the ideas before until you get to the one you want, mm-hmm. and so but it's very important to keep deleting the the layers and to and, and strip it back to what's important Absolutely. and that's kind of the way we write and so and so that sort of led the way for this album as well absolutely and how did you come about writing isotope isotype yeah 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 well they're they're kind of isotype are um is a pictorial language from uh from quite a number of decades ago mm-hmm. uh, but but what was interesting was that we wanted we were thinking about writing a song about emojis because uh how the how the language has been distilled down back into pictures, <laughs> and uh, and and you know we we keep got, we've got t- teenage um, children and 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 children in their twenties, mm-hmm. and they send us these these whole sentences and emojis, and we're like, do you know what that means? <laughs> Can you tell me what that means? I have absolutely no idea, and they're so small I can't quite make make out what even the face means. You know? Please so, decode. <laughs> please decode. So we also write a song about emojis but we thought let's you know we saw in discovering pictorial languages we discovered the isotypes Mm -hmm. and so we thought that's perfect omd you know (laughs) lyrical (laughs) fodder for us and where do you see the band going in the next couple years um well the thing is we we do we're in a like a four-year cycle Mm -hmm. we do it for you we do a new album and then a tour and and we're also in our 40th anniversary year so, uh, so we've got plans up until the end of next year uh, wow. with different releases and things. Okay. Because Universal own our back catalogue, and we don't really like to milk our back catalogue, and we've always kind of shied away from too many compilation albums. But mm-hmm. if we've ever had a license to exploit our back catalogue, now is the time. So, <laughs> uh, so I was in, I was in the Universal. Um, Oh, it's actually the um, e- uh, EMI archives uh, mm-hmm. just before the tour started. Mm-hmm. I spent a whole day in the archives because they hold all our tapes. Oh. And so I mm-hmm. found so many things that were were unreleased, the ideas of mine, Andy. Ah. So, yeah, so I've got a hard drive waiting for me at home. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. 
<laughs> so yeah, we've got, we're, we're kind of booked up until the end of uh, 2019 oh, with wow. things, and then we'll probably take a break. But you know, the, that's the thing. As long as we've got our health and we still have the energy to do this, and we still do have lots of energy, and you know, we'll see tonight there'll be a lot of energy from the band. As long as we still can keep maintaining that energy, then um, then we'll keep going. And as long as we still feel we have something to say in the name of OMD, we'll just keep saying it. Yes. <laughs> and somebody was curious, and we I know from past experience that Andy has his signature dance move. Yes. Somebody wanted to know what yours was. I don't have one. <laughs> I leave the dancing to Andy. Yeah. <laughs> I just love to play keyboards. Yes, I was like, I was gonna stay. Yeah, I'm, I'm the understated one. <laughs> I just like to play. I like to play and sing. And do you guys ever see yourself playing a small club again? I mean, this is... We do sometimes do them. Yeah. I mean, we, um, we all, Andy and I also, we do shows as a duo. Mm. And um, we did a mini tour in February uh, playing um, Scandinavia. And we went back to do a special one-off show in Paris at the mm. Bataclan where, where, where everything, the, thing where the, the, the yeah. thing, terrible thing happened. Yeah. So we wanted to go back to the Bataclan and, um, and just show our support, really, because it's really important that they didn't close down that venue because then they went... So that so, but it was kind of weird to be in there because mm. I'd been in there before, and imagining what the the horror of it all was kind of strange. But absolutely, but it's it's important to keep these venues open because um, it means that they don't win. I agree with that, and um, there's so many great bands that have played the Regency, and there's so many great bands that have played at the Bata Clan. So it's yeah, I agree with you. It's um, so it's great to you know see you having a residency almost, and seeing you guys come back, and seeing a lot of great bands you know power through as they yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, we love to play the smaller places as well. I mean, you know, we get to we, we get the best of both worlds because we love the intimacy of clubs and stuff, but also you know this summer we're headlining festivals to you know thirty forty thousand people. And you cross Europe. Yes. So, I mean, we, we do the other extreme of it as well. Right. You know, putting on a massive show to tens of thousands of people. Do you, would so, you say the energy's better at a festival or um, it's different? It's just different. I mean, I, in some ways, it's kind of. Um, you feel a little disconnected at those big gigs because mm -hmm. the audience is the stage is so massive and the audience is the first row is so far away. And yeah. We're not getting any younger and our eyesight's not that great. So, so you know, the front row is already a blur. <laughs> yeah. Whereas at the clubs, you see faces. You know, in the small events, you see faces and you see smiles and you see people enjoying it and singing along to the songs and, mm -hmm. you know, it's important. Do you still see a lot of people that you saw back in the day? Yeah, we do have uh, yeah, returning uh, fans who come to see us. In fact, we've got a few fans that... That show up to an, an enormous amount of shows. We have a, um, a girl from Germany who has pretty much seen every show we've done in the last five or six years, and goodness knows how she does it. And she, she shows up. She, yeah, we play in Singapore. She shows up. We play in South Africa. She shows up. No matter where we are, exactly. Well, I, 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 I wish. I, wish. I think her husband's an investment banker. Uh, well, <laughs> because it must. Taking a leaf. She must have spent a fortune. <laughs> Yeah, it's about dinner time, so. Okay, well, thanks so much, Paul. Thank you so much. Pleasure to speak with you, and um, and I'm looking forward to the show this evening. Enjoy the show. Thank you.
so we weren't paying attention. I was like, oh, it's such a great interview. It's only 15 minutes, but just kind of listening to it in and out, it's like, wow, it's one of the better ones that I did because the iPhone has such great quality guys. <laughs> yes. Ideally, that would be, you know, if you're not talking to them in the studio, ideally it would be like a remote recording, but yeah. we, don't, we don't have control we have that, yeah. Yeah, over people's, you know, schedules or whatever. Um, but there's another, there's another one that I wanted to do. I think it was a phone interview. So now I go to the other app. <laughs> <laughs> but good news, guys. Um, Le Boutrettes are coming back to town. Oh, yeah, I saw that. We're, they're going to be at the bottom of the, bottom of the hill. And I don't know if it's the first headlining tour. I think it is. Yeah, because they're always kind of uh, open for somebody, right? Yeah. Hmm. So that'll be pretty awesome. So I'm in talks to do that. Mm, it's always so much fun to see her live. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, it gives me an opportunity to, to go to that venue, which I've only been to, like I said, three times. Yeah. Zero for me. Zero times. <laughs> Maybe we'll be able to go. Um, yeah, I don't know if I aired this interview, but I was supposed to air it around the same time as, um, you know, OMD. So why not? Uh, it's an interview I did back in April with Animal Years. So we can take a listen. As it loads, as it loads. <laughs> do, do, do. Mike, are you still with me? I'm with you. Woo-hoo, I can hear you in surround sound, too. So exciting. Oh, cool. <laughs> so how did uh sound check go? Are you guys in Asheville tonight? Yeah, we're in yeah, we're in Asheville. Um sound check went great. Um uh, nice. just mm-hmm. the Gray Eagle in Asheville. We just had um delicious Mexican food. Mm. Um and um, yeah, we're just, we're going to go on about an hour and a half, so we're just hanging out. Awesome. We go on. Great. And how's the tour been so far? Pretty exciting? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, we kicked off, uh, in, uh, the night before our big Brooklyn, New York show, Philly, which was a lot of fun, and then we did a huge... Um, show in New York, and yesterday we were in Richmond, and tonight we're here, and then for actually the next three days we're going to be um, playing shows before we take a break, so it's been very busy, and um, but it's been a lot of fun, it's been going well. That's great to hear. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about the history of the band, um, and uh, why people should come out to the shows. What makes you guys uh, exciting? Oh, man. Is this like a job interview? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, uh, why do you want to work in my company? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we've been together for like five years. Um, formed... Um, through, uh, met, met my bass player Anthony through a mutual friend and started playing music. I was in Baltimore and he was in New York. He told me to come up there to, to start the band and, and, um, things, you know, started taking off pretty soon after that. And we just kept selling out, um, bigger and bigger venues in New York and, um, 
I think people have all kind of said the same thing that they like. They love how much how much fun we are on stage, and our mm-hmm. live show is is so is 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 as good, if not better, than like the record. And you're really gonna just get a good show out of us each night. Mm-hmm. And um, people just love to watch us live, and we're, we have a ton of fun live on stage. So it's all just, um, you know, I, I think. I think that's why people should come out and see us. And where can people find out more about you guys online? Um, it's a website, uh, animalyearsmusic.com. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram is animalyearsmusic. Um, or, and uh, you can follow us there. Facebook is animalyears. And um, it's... Um, it's uh, yeah, we're we're everywhere. Snapchat, Spotify, and you know, type in animal ears in Google and you should be able to find us. <laughs> and is it true that you grabbed the name of the group from Josh Ritter's uh previous album? Yeah, the Animal Years is like one of my favorite um uh most like kind of influential records. Um and I was such a big fan, and when we were coming up uh, with names for the the band, um, well, I was kind of thinking, like, I would love to um, name the band after something, some music that inspired me, and I love the name of that, that album, and I love the artwork associated with it, and then um, just took the animal years, and I dropped the the, and, and the rest was history. <laughs> Sounds super simple. <laughs> yeah, simple enough. <laughs> and so you guys are going to be playing in San Francisco on Thursday, May 17th at the Hotel Utah. That's yeah. pretty exciting stuff. <laughs> it is. And um, have you guys played in San Francisco previously? Yeah, we played a couple years ago at the Milk Bar, I think. Oh yeah, right on. Sound right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um it's been a while since we've been to um San Francisco, so we're excited. And uh, I heard Hoko Utah is a super cool uh place and yeah. um so, and I just love San Francisco and last time we were there we when hung out at the Twitter offices and oh. um went to Vivo and and hang uh-huh. out with the people at Vivo and so mm-hmm. I just you know, all the startups and stuff there and everything. It's it's fun. So I'm very excited. And look at you now, you guys are, are touring the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean touring <laughs> North America. And mm-hmm. we've been uh we just did a, a, like a very short run in Canada and yeah, we're touring touring thirty <clears throat> over thirty cities in in the US. So it's really exciting, and it's the biggest tour to date. So, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to experience the the West Coast again. I love, I love driving up Route One and eating the food, and just the weather is wonderful. So, I'm very very excited to be heading back. Mm-hmm. And just letting you know, we have really astonishingly great Mexican food here in the Bay Area. So you won't have to worry about that. I've heard that, and I believe I have experienced it before. So, 
I'm excited okay. to come back. Woohoo! And um, are you going to be touring with uh, any bands that we've heard of before? Um, we are going to be opening for a bunch of different artists, um, local artists, throughout our tour. Mm-hmm. Um, um, a lot of like local people, and oh, I'm not going to remember the guy's name, but you can ask. Mm, I can tell you later. Sure. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, um, there's a there's a there's a guy that is opening for us on our West Coast run, and I'm just I've mm-hmm. had very little sleep, so I'm I'm, I'm no forgetting worries. that name. <laughs> but um, no all types of great artists. And yes. um, I, and I think he will actually be playing for uh, with us in San Francisco. Right. So on. I'm excited about that. Awesome. And if people want to find out more about who is going to be playing with you guys, they can go to animalyearsmusic.com. Uh, you guys are on Twitter and Facebook as well. All the all the right sites, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And. And what kind of music are you listening to at the moment? Are there any artists that you think we should um, check out? Um, man, I'm listening to a bunch of stuff. Um, played a show, played a, a show for Thrillist, a company called Thrillist in Brooklyn, and we played mm-hmm. with this guy Andreas Mo. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's like Swedish, oh. and he's a, he's amazing. Um, and I've also been listening to a guy named Young Mister, um, who's actually from North Carolina, and um, he has an album out, which is incredible. And uh, so I've been listening to a lot of Young Mister. Stephen Fiore is the, the songwriter in that band. Um, and the Aces, um, uh, all female quartet rock band, mm-hmm. pop band. They just write incredible songs. We've been listening to their record like nonstop. Mm-hmm. Tons of mm-hmm. stuff. Tons of stuff gets listened to in the band for sure. <laughs> and where do you see the band going in the next couple of years? Um, onwards and upwards. We've the trajectory has been has been great. Um, you know, from where we started to in a couple of years, like selling out venues and then eventually record deal and signing with an agent and touring all over the place and playing tons of shows. Um, getting featured in Rolling Stone and playing national TV morning shows. Um, mm-hmm. It's all been great. So I think, I just think bigger venues. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to be hearing a lot more from us on the radio and, and everywhere. Um, we're just going to keep moving and keep touring all over the place. Getting, getting in front of people, making new fans. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the way to do it, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and are you guys um, writing new material at the moment? Um... Always writing new stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I write the, the the music and and I bring it to the band, and we'll we'll whenever an idea comes, we'll we'll capture it and. Uh, you know, play it and try to record it and just keep it in our in a vault and wait until we're going to record a record and then go look at all the stuff that we did 
Um, so yeah, always always creating, always writing. If there's ever an idea, we're working on it. Mm-hmm. And who would you say is your biggest musical influence besides Josh Ritter? Um, I mean, we just did a really small tour with Martin Sexton, mm-hmm. uh, singer-songwriter. Um, he's just like one of the most incredible vocalists and performers I've ever seen. Um, and to be able to open for him on a bunch of shows was incredible. And he's, he's definitely one of the big ones. Um, inspiration influence-wise. Awesome. Well, you guys are going to be playing Thursday, May 17th at the Hotel Utah, and people will be there or be square. Yeah, absolutely. And can't <laughs> wait to can't wait to get out there and can't wait to see everyone and meet everyone and rock out for everyone. So, Awesome. Very exciting. All right. Well, I hope you have a great show tonight in Asheville, and it was great to chat with you. Thank you. Great to chat with you as well. Maybe I'll see you at the show. Absolutely. All right. Have a great one, Mike. Bye. You too. Bye. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, my gosh. Sibling troubles. (laughs) (laughs) Sibling rivalries. Well, anyways, you just heard uh, two interviews I did a couple months ago when I was really going at it. Uh, But that one was was really overdue. I apologize. It's been kind of a crazy year. But, um, yeah, I got to interview. Actually, I interviewed Andy, the lead singer from OMD. I interviewed him a couple times. And this is the first time I got to interview um, Paul Humphreys. So that was um, that was you know a change of pace and uh, it was a special treat I like to say, mm. um, but yeah I think they'll probably be back in the Bay Area next year so definitely want to go check them out and uh, then I did an interview with uh, uh, Animal Years um, I can't remember where they're from <laughs> it's been so long uh, but they played I believe they played at Bottom of the Hill don't quote me on that uh, but they. Um, we're here not that long ago, and I'm sure they'll be back. So definitely go check them out on Facebook. Um, a lot of bands that we interview also have Bandcamp accounts. Um, you know, Bandcamp is still on the up and up. So definitely, you know, find different ways to source your music. And yes. uh, we can probably play a few songs. Whoops. Because... Uh, is this still a music show? Because it's still a music show. At least I thought it was. We'll see. We'll figure it out. We'll see. We'll find out at the end of the show. Yeah. Stay December. tuned. December. Here we go. <laughs> Side. 
You get right up and sit back down. A revolution is one spin round. You get back up and sit right down. A revolution is one spin all for one. Yeah.
gets credit. So we're gonna um, wait. Am I on there? Yeah. Okay. Because sometimes I think the I headphones are failing a little bit. Um, no. Uh, just to play us out, I have a special rendition of uh, the safety, the safety dance yes. by. <laughs> Men Without Hats. Um, this is a Christmas rendition from uh, Patio Furniture and Tristan Shout from Half Moon Bay, California. And uh, they're really good friends of ours, or um, Elisa Mine, and hopefully Aisha soon if she gets to meet them, because I think she'll love them. <laughs> um, yeah, they're really nice people, and I just thought, let's play something festive, because we are not having a show next week, and we're not having a show after next week, because it's pretty much Christmas by then. It's the holidays. Um, so I thought I'd play... Uh, play this song and it's uh yeah it's gonna be interesting to say the least um but we will see you maybe next year (laughs) um are you gonna be gone the 29th no but i'm gonna no i'll be here i guess we'll see you right before the next year one more show and this one will be the the epic one yeah because we you haven't heard the interviews i did with a flock of seagulls oh god wang chung (laughs) i mean i can play it in my head but you guys haven't heard it yet (laughs) i want you to hear it we don't live in a recorder in your head and it's the same night as uh the missing persons show at i think it's called the great northern yeah that's like a new venue and popped out right it used to be called the mighty and that's where i saw uh, I was gonna say George Bush. <laughs> just talking about Boy George. George. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been oh, a hoot. Okay. Can you tell him out of my mind? Yeah. Okay. George Bush. Go All for right. it. <laughs> Here I present to you guys the Frosty Dance. Mm. <laughs> He began to dance around 
never say Frosty the snowman was alive as he could be And the children say he could laugh and play Just the same as you and me Frosty the snowman knew the sun was hot that day So he said let's run and we'll have some fun Now before I melt away Down to the village with a broomstick in his hand Running here and there all around the square Saying catch me if you can I say he can dance, he can dance Frosty's got it under control He can dance, he can dance All the way from the North Pole He can dance he can dance, Frosty is a man without pants He can dance, he can dance, doing the Frosty dance Frosty dance, look at Frosty dance Yeah, the Frosty dance
Pirate Radio a long time ago. I'll be your sound checker for the night. Do ABC 123, ABC 123, can you hear me? I, uh, what? Can I hear myself? Um, yes. say a verse and this verse is of unknown origin it's a short verse but a profound verse and it is at once a wish and a description a description of something that can be real may everyone be happy May everyone be free.